Whoever wished you were better informed? The World View on SAFM. Well, in Asia, the US, Japan and South Korea have been running what's described as a trilateral missile defense drill that they say is aimed at countering threats from North Korea. North Korea filed its latest missile on Wednesday in a test. Meanwhile, in China, Western media is reporting that the foreign minister, Quinn Gang, has not been seen in public for three weeks, despite the fact Beijing has recently played host to several international leaders, including the US Treasury Secretary, Janet Yellen, and the climate envoy, John Kerry. Uh, Professor David Munyai is an associate professor of political science and international relations and director at the Centre for Africa-China Studies at the University of Johannesburg. Professor Munyai, good morning. Thanks for your time. Good morning to you. North Korea relies on China to a large extent. You now have Japan, the US and South Korea practicing at responding to North Korea. No one likes to have other people's militaries practicing in your neighborhood. How do you think China sees all of this? I think it's danger in already um, dangerous uh, environment. I think you have a number of um, other activities, the North Korea that you just mentioned, um, increased uh, defense alliances that uh, formed and perceived in Beijing as, as in a way surrounding the country. Um, defense pact with Philippines and uh, India, some with um, Australia, and, and involving all these um, issues, even though it might not be directed at Beijing, but the zone that they're operating in, it's, it's, it's South China Sea. So it involves other countries, not just China, Russia as well. And there will be a response to um, development of this nature. I mean, there's so many different things going on um, at the moment, particularly the relationship between China and the US. But strangely, um, North Korea relies on China. um, And yet uh, China also has often, I think, put some pressure on North Korea. So does China see these um, exercises as being aimed at North Korea and see it in that way? Or do you think Beijing sees it as being aimed at them? Indeed, I think uh, the North Korea is being used, I mean, um, as an excuse to go beyond um, responses to to North Korea. And therefore, I think uh, both Beijing and Moscow are not really happy uh, to see this kind of development, particularly the U.S., and the nuclear possibility of stationary nuclear weapons in, in, in that zone, in that area. Um, and, and what it does is that the, uh, other countries will try find defensive mechanisms. And that's an, a, a dangerous approach of going for more arms instead of going for a peaceful resolution uh, of the conflict, uh, something that uh, ironically uh, President Donald Trump was good at in terms of approaching North Korea, try to find ways um, of disarmament. Um, the uh, Chinese foreign minister, Quinn Gang, um, CNN seems to be particularly excited about the fact that he hasn't been seen for three weeks. I must say, though, there has been a lot of diplomatic activity in Beijing and Quinn has not been seen. Is that significant? Uh, I think that just making uh, issue, there has been this uh, uh, more visits from the U.S., uh, given the fact that the relationship is cooling. Um, chances are, high that this there is something and that something is simply it might not be well um and 
normally Beijing does not announce the nature and what's really happening with its leaders. I mean, most countries do, but uh, this particular story has been really blown out of proportion. Um, it's, it, he is a well-known uh, diplomat and, and uh, very high within the Chinese Communist Party. So chances of him being demoted or anything having happened to him, it's, it's, it's next to zero. So uh, it's just a question of watching, uh, given the sensitivity between the two countries at the moment. And then um, John Kerry, the U.S. climate envoy in Beijing this week. Very hot temperatures in Beijing, I understand. China and the U.S., we know, the world's biggest polluters. Uh, both um, societies are changing quite quickly in some ways. I mean, Texas now has so much renewable energy, it sometimes doesn't know what to do with it. Um, China uh, probably producing uh, more uh, electric cars than any, I think it is producing more electric cars than anyone else in the world. Um, is it possible for these two countries, despite everything else we've already discussed, to work together on climate change? I think they could work on climate change, but you cannot just have a climate change um, uh, outside other issues. Uh, these matters are interrelated, and therefore I think for China, since the um, uh, endless visits to Taiwan by U.S. politicians, I think there has been a clear sign from Beijing that they are not going to have any serious meetings, not just on climate, but communication around military, um, even on trade issues. So at the moment, it appears that uh, President Biden is doing his best trying to reach out, yet at the same time, uh, constantly provoking China um, and using quite a number um, of abusive language towards President Xi Jinping to an extent of calling him a dictator. So it's 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 a, a very ambiguous kind of foreign policy that the U.S. is currently pursuing towards China. They call it strategic ambiguity, right, Professor? Indeed. <laughs> <laughs> professor David Munyai, thank you. Associate Professor of Political Science and International Relations and Director at the Center for Africa-China Studies. So much going on in the relationship between the U.S. and China at the moment. I mean, don't forget, more trade flows between those two countries than any other two countries in human history right now. 27 minutes after six.